Hi all, this is an episode of Candid with Lubna and today our special guest is Michaela Wayne. She was a candidate on BBC The Apprentice in 2017, I believe series 13 if I'm getting my facts right. Michaela, welcome to my show. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm more excited than you are going to be because obviously you're like the blast from the past, <laughs> sort of Apprentice <laughs> fans. Yeah, yes, well, that's it. Now we're old news now, we're in history. Yeah, we're def definitely. I mean, I feel like history as well, to be honest now, because we were aired, what, last year and we're coming to like 2021 now. So, yeah. you know, I can't believe it. You know, obviously this, this year's series, unfortunately, because COVID-19 didn't air or it wasn't even recorded, but hopefully next year there, there will be one. But I really feel like I'm old. <laughs> like, I'm, like yeah. you know, although there wasn't like- I, I really struggled to watch it after I was on it. Number one, because you know, like what goes on. But also I was really jealous. Oh. I was like incredibly jealous. What, Cape Town? Everybody else was, no, just, well, yeah, that, because I mean, we ended up going to the Belgium. That was the only thing that we had, Belgium and, I can't remember some, I, everything was in London, but it was just really like knowing, oh, everybody was going to be going and having loads of fun um, once it was on TV. And at the time I was like, when the, the next series come on, I was at home really heavily pregnant, like yeah. not able to drink, reminiscing about how good life was 12 months previous. <laughs> so you, how is life after The Apprentice? So it's two years on now. You, um, you found the love of your life, I guess, that's the right <laughs> wording your yeah. husband your future husband basically on the show which is amazing and you have a lovely child together so yeah. i mean there's so much that's gone on in the two years um in terms of, sort of the apprentice can you give us like a quick overview of what you've been up to yeah so basically after the show i got um offered the investment from several different investors uh, and end up accepting one launch the company and um harrison who i met on this series he got an investment as well and he launched his business so we had loads going on and then um we got drunk an awful lot and <laughs> we did precautions and the next thing i was pregnant so i actually launched my business off the apprentice about, tw about 12 months after it was aired on TV, whilst I was in slow labour, which was loads of fun. <laughs> I had a big launch party and I realised the next day that I was actually in labour. Um, oh. So we had a lot of fun all at once. It was all happening, but yeah, all fun. So I launched that business, carried on with my other businesses, grown and yeah. expanded them and um, I got a Harrison and a baby. That sounds absolutely amazing. So I want to take a step back. So how did you get into, um, so my understanding is um, uh, about you, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that your beginnings are quite humble. You come from quite, I think, similar background to me, actually. Um, so I was brought up on a council estate. Um, uh, and, you know, obviously, my, my mother was a single parent. So, um, so my understanding is your background's quite humble as well. Um, yes. Yeah, so did you think, what made you go into business? I think, it, well, it was a bit of an accident, to be honest. It wasn't ever anything I was planning. I, it, I went to university doing religion and special needs. I wanted to be a teacher mm. um, because my football career went down the swan when everybody realized I was a girl and not a boy. Yeah. So um, I, I was going to do religion and special needs, but I think that we was brought up relatively, like not on the bread line. We just didn't have loads of money. My mum had yeah. loads of kids. There was um, seven of us living in a five, uh, five, a three bed semi-detached house with dogs and budgets and all sorts. And we got like free school uniforms, free school dinners, and think it was just always in my head that I never wanted 
nothing wrong with my childhood, but I never wanted my children to have to feel like they had to queue up to get a free school dinner and then people call your names and all the rest of it. I didn't want my children to have to live through that. So hmm. I went to university. It didn't pan out because I just couldn't be asked really. I wanted money. And then I just fell into the job that then I started a business doing. I'm working for somebody else. I was doing really well for them. Yeah. And in the end, I just thought, I decided to, to go it alone, start my own business. So what was that point when you thought, actually, why don't I just do this for myself? Because obviously being an employee is a different mindset to being sort of an entrepreneur, um, you know, starting your own business. So what was that, you know, and you said you were doing well as well. So what was that thing that made you think, actually, why don't I just do this for myself? What was that moment? <laughs> there, was, there was two things. I, I hit a glass ceiling, basically. I wanted a promotion. Once I, when I started working at this company, it was turning over around £6,000 a month. There was, so nothing really. And then by the time I was looking at a promotion, I'd got them to be doing between 60 and 80,000 pounds. And that was purely because I came, I implemented new ideas. I recruited people for them because it was my friends and people who had worked with their other businesses, yeah. trained them all off. So naturally when they was looking for a sales manager then, I said, I want this job, obviously. Um, but they didn't, I was only about, 24 going on 25 and they didn't think that I was old enough which is completely irrelevant in my opinion because I'd already shown what I could do yeah and they wanted a man so they, they specifically wanted an older man who had been a sales manager previously so I was like right whatever I was pregnant at the time with my first son also called Harrison so sorry for the confusion <laughs> they they brought this bloke in really nice chap wanting me to train him so I'm just like this is a liberty I wanted this position I'm more than capable of it I'm literally not getting promoted because I'm not an older man here and mm. it just pissed me off no end so then I had my son shortly after and it was when I had, had him so the two incidents was close together and it just was going home every day making somebody else an absolute ton of money and I just thought do you know what I can do mm. this for myself I can get some financial freedom get some free time be able to spend more time with my son I went back to work when he was like three weeks old so I really needed I was missing spending time with him as well so he got to five months old and um, I just thought bollocks to it and I handed him a notice and started working for myself the next day the rest is history. The rest is history. So basically, so are you saying, sorry, just to take a step back, you were on maternity leave when you thought of, when you started your business? No, I wasn't on maternity leave. I went, I went back to work when my son, I had my son and he was three weeks old and I went back to work. And then when okay. he got to five months old, I, I'd been back working there for like four months. When he got to five months, that's when I decided to. Okay. To and you literally out. just resigned and then you just started off literally the next day I just got on the phone I didn't know anything about business about accounts hence me losing my first company uh I didn't know anything about anything to be honest all I knew is that I know how to do this job I know how to sell and I know how to make improvements on what that company was doing so I just cracked on and just thought I'll just mm. learn it go along so there was um, a butcher's around the corner from where I used to live and it was a really nice older bloke who'd done really well in business who mm. owned it so I'd go and get my accountant's advice off him and he didn't know obviously about Sage. So I had like a, a pay a purchase ledger and an invoice yeah. book and you know, old school, like an old school writing yeah. everything down where and just, yeah, just learned on the job. So you kind of just figured it out as you went along. Yeah. Which is, I think what, uh, I think a lot of people who want to do the business, what they try to do is they try to overplan 
they try to get everything right and perfect. And I think whoever's listening to this, to this if you guys want to start your business, you, there is going to be so much, there's so much information out there. You can't possibly know everything. You will at some point have to take the plunge and just kind of like, just do it. And there will be things that you don't know, but that's why there's experts, you know, that's why you go to other people for advice and stuff like that. So, um, so you picked, so you resigned and then what was, a, how quickly did you start making sales? Straight away in the, the very next day, I, I just, I spoke to people who I already knew and I just explained I started my own business. I didn't, so I, it was a construction magazine. So I just explained that it was my first time. It was my first copy. I didn't have a previous issue to show them. It was going to be better quality. It'd be high copy and online. And this was our readership, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I think in my first month, I did about £20,000 in sales. And then my second month was about fifteen. And then the third month, um, I opened up, a, like a, it was a shop, but we turned it into an office. And we started to recruit people by month three with them. Um, a decent bit of money behind us but oh, that's really amazing but you mentioned that your so this was your first company mm -hmm. you mentioned that it didn't work out in terms of what happened then um so it was about two years in and i was kept getting fines through from the tax so i had an accountant hmm. but i was getting fines through and i was like what like what are all these and i didn't to be honest i just didn't understand but I, I, we was paying tax and we yeah. were paying that um but it transpired that we was paying nowhere near as much tax as that as what we should have been doing. So I got another, I, I didn't know what was going on still at this point. I spoke to the tax office and it was just, I just didn't understand what they were saying. So I appointed a real big accountant's firm. I knew it was going to cost me a lot of money. So I got like some super professionals involved. It did cost me a lot of money. And it was about a quarter of a million pound a of what we should have been paying. Okay. So I remortgaged my house, I paid off about 150 grand of it. We were still owing 100 and then we was just like a sinking ship. And it went on for about four months where I was trying to chip away at this money, but obviously I still had the company to run as well. And you have peaks and troughs in business. I wasn't then able to do as much sales as I would have done previously because my head just wasn't in the game. I was stressed with all this. And in the end, we just had to call it a day. So I think we still owed at that time. It was about £70,000. Also the HNRC, we didn't take any business out of us, um, but we had to close the company, but we set up a payment plan with the HMRC. Basically, that's all settled now. But mm. it was a huge lesson. I should have just... What we was trying to do was save money on our accountant, and we used somebody's... Who we knew, their older brother. He's been struck off from being an accountant now. He's, he wasn't just told who he was, obviously doctored with. There was loads of other people. Um, and mm. just my biggest regret was not just paying the money, just not just paying the money originally and getting the best of the best to do something, especially when you don't have a clue. And in those days, I did not have a clue. Obviously, yeah. I've learned over the last 10 years, bits and bobs about stuff, but I, it were all completely beyond me. And so I was totally trusting somebody else. So I should have used a bigger company. And I think, and, that, I, and you could afford it as well, because you were making really good sales right from the beginning. Um, obviously, sales don't, isn't obviously equal to profit, um, but, you know, still, but you were doing well. So you can't, you could have afforded, I guess. Well, yeah, I, and you don't get me wrong, like our margins was decent. Like we, we had the money there, really. I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a dickhead in the early days of business. I saw this money coming in and I was just like, this is decent. It was coming in, going straight out. Your mm. shoe collection was by far. I brought a big house and I was just, I was just blowing money out. We were going on holidays that were costing tens of thousands of pounds, just ridiculous stuff like I think when you just don't have money and then when you first get it, you're just like, wow, yeah, look at me. You know, and then, 
that was a big um that was a big lesson anyway so i, I chilled out after that a bit and learned to save money and pay tax i think you kind of need to go through that phase it's like winning the lottery in a way isn't it like you've got to go through that phase to get it out of your system <laughs> like you know because it's true because even with me like you know the whole your whole life kind of your whole money is like this big thing and you know you don't have it you don't have enough of it and you think oh i wish i had this i wish i did this wish i did that if i had money when you've got it it's like now you've got it what are you waiting for kind of yeah, I was just doing all of my mum's like really just crackers. So she was like, go ahead, have a good time. And she was amazing. I was just being like a maniac for, for a couple of years. But then obviously that happened and I ended up having to remortgage my house and it was a big shock to my system. And I realised I messed up and um, I just took it took it back a step, started again. Um, I just thought if I've done it once, I've got miles more experience now, I can do it again. So we just started from the ground up, I borrowed some money. Um, kept all of my staff on, managed to, to keep everybody in a job while this was all going on and then um, started again and it's we've been we've been completely fine ever since. That's fantastic. So how many how many business do, businesses do you have? So you my understanding is you've got quite a few businesses. Are they all doing a similar thing or are they completely different areas? No, they're all everything's within construction. So I have um, my magazine is developed into a marketing agency over the years. So it's a construction marketing agency. I have a construction company. So we design and build houses and well, everything commercial, anything. Projects up to about seven million we work on where we build them all. Uh, we have a facilities management company. So. Um, we look after like 3,000 houses and we'll just go and fix stuff. And a utility connections company. So we fit the gas, water and electric mains into site. Oh, that's good. So that's actually quite good because you're kind of in that same area. So you've got an understanding. I guess that helped you as well to, to start from one business to the other. Yeah, so that, that's how I ended up having opportunities. My, my first company was the agency, but then um, somebody, a friend of mine came to me, they wanted some help with the marketing and he was setting up a utilities connection company. And I said, well, I'll do all your marketing and recruiting and blah, blah, blah. And I want a percentage of the company and I invested some money. And so that, so some of these companies aren't like, they are my companies, obviously, but we're 50-50 in it and somebody else basically runs it. And mm. I elements of I'll do the marketing and the recruitment and things like that, just set on the board basically. So that sounds really, you sound really like really proactive, like you know, kind of you know what you want. Has it always been that way? Like you've always known kind of what you want and you kind of just go and get. 100%. I always, always, always set goals, set plans. I'm a huge planner. I wasn't when I first started my business. <laughs> but I'm always, I'll always set a goal. So if I say, oh, I am going to get this, I cannot remember a time, maybe this year actually, but that's because of the pandemic. I wanted to buy myself a Lamborghini at the end of the year. That was my goal, um, which I have not done. And it's unlikely to be next year as well, but I blame the pandemic for that. But pretty much I'll set myself a goal and I can't really remember a time that I've not achieved it because I just do whatever it takes to, to get whatever I want. So I was going to ask about your sort of your strengths and your weaknesses. So we've touched on some of your strengths. So would you say, so, so you set goals and you obviously try to achieve them. I do achieve them, love them. <laughs> okay. do, do, you, <laughs> do you set like New Year's resolutions as well? Like, yeah, the one that I never achieve is quitting smoking. Hell habit. Okay. Every time I have a glass of wine, I always end up smoking again. So nightmare. Um, but yeah, I don't really. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll set like a monthly thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
so whatever it is at the end of the month if as a business we can hit this if that company does that then and it'll be a treat for myself so it might be something small like um, i'm going to go for a massage or it might be something like i want a new holiday whatever it is depending on where my goal bracket is i'll yeah. set something for the month something for six months and something yeah. for 12 months i always have a five-year goal in mind but yeah. i always think they're a bit like mm, it's more of a dream than a goal that i really like to work on a 12-month one and try and get three goals lined up throughout those 12 months of what realistic and I do it for the companies what each company is going to do and then I do it for myself individually what I am going to take from these companies and what I'll do with that then so are they so the goals are what more like financial goals so in terms of turnover or maybe both so um I've recently been um cycling every single day I've just started we did a 21 day challenge my friends got cancer so he was trying to raise money in awareness sprint and um I've never cycled before and I was doing 10k a day cycling and then beyond that once the 21 day challenge had done then um, I did I started losing weight so I decided then oh, I want to lose x amount of weight by mm. Christmas I'm sort of hopefully going on holiday touch wood if they bloody let us um so I want to lose some weight for them so it might just be like a health goal or um you know something for the children anything really the business ones are always financial goals or you know maybe new members of staff i might want to grow a team as our scale a business up or scale a business down so hmm. it depends where, where they're at so in terms of your strengths in terms of obviously you've done quite well what would you attribute your success to in terms in terms of what strengths do you have that have helped you get to where you are so obviously you set goals which is really good like and obviously because you need something right to aim for otherwise if you're a lot of people kind of just they still want to do business or they want to do something but they don't have sort of any kind of goal or aim in mind then how do you know where you're going kind of thing so you do that which is really good what else do you think would you would you say are your strengths that have helped you get to Thank you. i don't um i'll just do it I, I mean i just crack on so if i say harrison my partner um God, he's going to hate me for saying this, but, he's a, but he knows it's true. He's a procrastinator, so he cannot make a decision. I don't think we'll ever get married because I don't think he will ever decide on, oh, should I ask her what we should I get her done? His head would just fall off with all these decisions. He can't cope, whereas in like everything, we've, we've just um, bought an apartment in London, and so we're doing all, I'm just ordering everything. I'm like, this is what it's going to be like. like here's the couch, here's the wall, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, no, we need to measure this, and we need to do that. And I'm like, I'm just doing it because... He, he will mull over and it had been months and months before we get anything done and I think that is a key thing when it comes to business there's so many people who I speak to daily who say when is the right time to start and I'm like no like literally no when you finish speaking to me go and start your company and I don't mean you don't have to if you've got a family if you've got financial commitments don't quit your job I was an idiot really doing what I did luckily it panned out for me but um, I wouldn't always suggest that if you've got financial commitments, then what you need to be doing is as soon yeah. as you finish your job from five until 10 at night, whatever you yeah. build up your business. So there's, there's no, no fairy is going to come down and be like, ding, ding, now's the time to start your company. Yeah. Like literally, just whatever you were doing, if you want to start a business, do it right now. Yeah. Just start selling. Just the, the key to successful business is sell whatever shit it is you're trying to sell. Get on the phone, get some clients, start selling straight away. But you make um, decisions quite fast. Yes, I do, yeah. So <laughs> that's good as well. So you make, because obviously in business you've got millions of things and things are going to be chucked at you left, right and centre. And if you're going to procrastinate sort of over one thing, you're going to miss out all the other, 
opportunities as well potentially if you're going to you know sort of not make yeah, it's just not a lot of the time it's just like it might not be important stuff so i am a huge delegator as well i'm certain that i, I stress my teammate half the time but i just think i've got all of these other things to be selling out that nobody else can do perhaps so i need you to sort all of this out and make sure that my team is independent and it's made up of leaders as well what i don't want is somebody working for me who is completely reliant on me and me telling them what to do and they don't have any goals and ambitions i make my team set themselves goals and ambitions they print off pictures of what they want and it's up on the desk so i make them have a similar mentality to me because i believe that's a successful mentality i'm more than happy to take somebody on as apprentice which i've done several times watch them grow and then they'll move up move on the career and go elsewhere perfect mm. i've helped people who have worked for me go on and start their own companies not competitive ones obviously but in different sectors or whatever else i've got several people go and start their own companies those are the people who i want to work for me people who are entrepreneurs people who are leaders people who aren't going to be mithering me 24 7 about should i do this should i do that make the decision stand by it if it was an absolute terrible one we'll have words if it was thought through then it's thought through that's it what would you say are your weaknesses that i make decisions too fast <laughs> as well it's not always um yeah i mean you don't always make you don't always make the right decision as well i don't i don't think that is a weakness i think um i have i'm not always the most organized person and i'm a, i am a bit scatty I'm a, i can be a bit all over the show so um sometimes my attention gets pulled into something I, I like more rather than what's what's actually important to be dealing with so okay. that isn't Great. I, I'll focus my attention on my passions rather than, and I'm not passionate about every business I have and every aspect of every business. Nobody mm. is. And really, my time I spent like mulling over the accounts, which I just absolutely dread. But instead, <laughs> I'd rather be talking to people trying to get a deal, you know? Yeah. So I, I think um, that's not great. But I think everybody's a bit guilty of that, really, yeah. just doing what they like. Yeah. So, what what other weaknesses do you think you? have in terms of what is your appetite for risk it seems that you're quite risk e, risky risky risk risk taker yes <laughs> i'm quite risky um yeah no i am yeah i don't um I'm not like a huge gambler. I do go to the casino sometimes, but I'm a real, like, if I win £10, I'm like, I'm out of here. That's enough. <laughs> I'm not a huge gambler in that sense. But when it comes to business, then yeah. But I mean, I will, I'll weigh up my options. I've invested in several companies. Some haven't worked out. Some are turning over millions of pounds. So, you know, mm. you don't take any risk, then you, you're never going to, you're never going to get anywhere. And then, again, I don't, I wouldn't really say that's, that's a weakness. I think you need Me too. Take to be, you need to be risk taker when it comes to business, or else you d you're just not going to get anywhere. You're gonna you're gonna hmm. remain exactly where you are, thinking about whether or not you should be doing it. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean that's the thing with a lot of people as well. I think, and I'm thinking about myself as well. I, th I guess when I was, was single, I was more risky but now with kids and a mortgage and i think the mortgage is a headache as well because now i feel like i should have started a business before before i got a mortgage because obviously with a mortgage as well that kind of you do have that for other people out there who are listening 
if you've got a mortgage and you're trying to think of starting a business, that is another sort of fear people have. Like if things go wrong, you know, I can lose the house. I can, you've got more to lose. You know what I mean? When, you, when you've but got that's kids. Why you should, that's why you should start your business in conjunction with your full-time job. There, there is not a single business owner out there where you're going to speak to who's going to say it was easy. When I started my company, I mean, the figures saying great. I can tell you the progression. It was on paper. That looks amazing. But I had a five-month-old in my living room with me because I couldn't afford nursery fees. I didn't know which way this was going to go. Hmm. Um, my brother, he, he started the, my first company with me as well. And I was working 16, 17, 18 hours a day, solid, no weekends. There was no break. There was no time with my son. There was, I sacrificed everything in the early days and mm. did nothing other than work. But if you want a successful business, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Years later, then I managed to have an absolute ton of time off and then the, the pandemic hit and I'm back in work all the time again. So it's just, hmm. it's peace and cross that it's going to happen. But in the early days, you've, you've just got to graft it. So do you have a job, graft hmm. a business. So how, how have you managed sort of um, looking after your kids and managing sort of a business? Has, has that been tricky for you or has that been not as tricky no, it's been it, no, it's been hard. So Harrison still lives in London. When I was saying that apartment, Harry lives down there. I live up here. We alternate weekends. One weekend he'll come up here. One weekend I go down there. So I have all week two children on my own. Um, one of them from him being four weeks old, I was on my own with him. Mm. Um, that's when we started this like this routine of what we've got going on now. So of course it's difficult. I I had my first cup of coffee when Grayson was. Uh, about eight weeks old because I've just actually thought I was going to die because I was getting up in the night doing three, four night feeds because he was an absolute nightmare child. I don't know what was wrong with him, but he just was feeding. He had reflux, so he kept being sick, so he needed being fed more often. Yeah. But then I had to go to work and be in the office for a thing. So then I'd be like, oh, my God, so I used to get a black coffee, wait for it, got cold, and all my nose and neck, this black coffee. I can drink it now like a normal human now. But at first, I really hated it. So I used to just neck coffee constantly all day long, and that is basically what got me through. Um, well, really, up until this point, he's, he's just like settled down now and started sleeping. Yeah. But it's, it's difficult. Like, it's the sleepless nights. It's remembering everything. Disclaimer, the advent calendar, what date is it? The third. It's just been delivered today. I got my Amazon notification. Like, I forget stuff because I'm just, I'm so busy. School, are texting me, like, pay for the school dinners. So mm. I'm like, oh, God, I've got to do this. But remember, nursery yeah. bees, the busy bees vouchers. I've got to take him clothing. He's potty training. So he's going through. 40 pair of pants a day, you know what it's like when you put, and it's just everything, go home, do all the washing, I've got a dog, start the dog out, get yeah. do, remember to have food in the cupboards, just everything. Yeah. It's a juggle, isn't it? Do you, have like um, a, do you have any help, like, you know, in terms of, do you have like a nanny or anything like that? No. Just, um, how how the hell are you managing? I'm trying to figure out now. I'm finding it quite tough. I've got two small kids. I find it, I mean, I've got an insomnia problem now. So, both my kids sleep with me, so and they both kind of like cozy up, especially it's winter, so they cozy up in me. And then I, I'm a very light sleeper. If if there's a even a little bit of light or any movement or sound, I kind of wake up. So for me, I hardly sleep. I haven't slept properly in I would say like four or five years. So for me, I, I'm very curious as a mother, how do you manage? Because I mean, I've got an insomnia problem. Like even if I, it doesn't matter how like tired I am, I'll be in bed and I just can't fall asleep. I'm sleepy, I just can't sleep. And when I do fall asleep, then they wake me up. So then I'm like a literally like a zombie in the morning, but then I've got to get up and stuff like that. So I like, I really struggle personally 
So how do you, do you, do you have that kind? Do you have insomnia or, or do you sleep well? Like I know you've got to wake up. No, I do not. Yeah, I sleep, honestly, so well. And I'm not trying to make you jealous, but my mom's <laughs> I am not, jealous. Like, if I can get 10 minutes, like literally anywhere, I will, I can sleep anywhere. I actually, I have my teeth white and at dinner time today, and I have a little nap while I'm getting the teeth white. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can sleep anywhere. But um, do you know what? I think training really helps. Mind you, you do a lot of that, though. You do I'm train. exercising, yeah. I exercise. That's the thing. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just so used to now waking up. But are you so you're not a light sleeper though right because you're like power napping whenever <laughs> whenever you can yeah and i get into really deep sleeps so when harrison comes up at the weekend i think i'm i must know like in my head well obviously i know he's there but like my subconscious must know he's there because if the baby cries i do not wake up but mm. obviously if he cries in it because i must know like harrison's going getting him but when he's not there just the slightest thing in it will wake me up yeah, so, I don't know. I do have that break though, where everything's up, then I can have a good solid. Yeah. I say solid sleep. I probably, to be honest, I probably sleep maybe seven hours a night. I'm not sure. I think it's supposed to get eight, really, but yeah. I probably sleep at the moment about seven hours a night. But it's only because of this pandemic, to be honest. I'm having to work all the bloody time. Hmm. Before that, I, I was probably sleeping nine hours. Like I'm a good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I am jealous. Um, how has the pandemic impacted? Has it has the pandemic sort of in, impacted your business much? Yeah, it's it's completely fell off a cliff. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It annoys me when people lie about it as well because they'll tell me and then I'll see something else on their social media and I just think you're serving nobody there by doing that. You're lying yeah. to yourself and you're lying to everybody else. And if it does go tits up, it's going to be embarrassing for you. So you may as well be honest. Um, in in the March was whisperer. So obviously construction continued, but nobody knew. Everybody sensed it was coming before it happened, but nobody knew what was going to happen. So mm. March we did six percent of our usual average monthly sales figures, which is obviously a killer because we got to then float everything else. And I think April and May was just nothing basically. We just did nothing, and then June we started picking up some clients again. With like, hmm oh actually it's been all right and then things started to move again but now it's not just consistent so we had a, a really good month uh, maybe two months ago where we did about 125 percent of our average we would always do months like this but 125 percent of our average so we're like that we're back in business and then the month after we dropped down to 40 percent so we get we've got nothing there's no stability so we can't say i want to recruit another person for this position yeah. because we don't know if we actually do so sometimes we're really really busy and then other times we're just dead so i'm looking forward to, to getting the stability back then yeah. i can not have to work as much as as what i am again because i'm mm. just working the time i'll be honest it, it is it is killing me there mm. we've mentioned sales a few times so in terms of like sort of sales what there's two questions i've got for you i am i'm sort of mindful of the time so in terms of sales what do you think is the one most important thing that you found that has been the reason for success in sales specifically so when you're picking up the phone talking to a client you know what has been the reason why they've kind of gone with you you know um so what would you say in terms of tips to other people and the second thing is like how important are a sort of repeat customers for your sort of business uh, a lot of your customers uh, or your sales made up of sort of repeat customers or is it like new customers are like really important for you yeah. so on your first point then um for me personally why i know that i'm successful is because i give a shit i am i am passionate about what i do and, and i do marketing and you can see tangible results and i can say to somebody you did this we did that and this is what you got back from it 
and I love working with startups and SMEs. That's um, mainly who we work with when it comes to marketing. We do, for the magazine, that's more like blue chip companies because it's a brand awareness thing. But for, for the marketing agencies, startups and SMEs, and I love to see companies grow. I love to help mm. people. I like, obviously I wanted to be a teacher, so I like to educate people as well. Um, and I, I have a genuine care for, for, for all of my clients. You know, somebody mm. says to me, this is where we need to be and I've got no idea to get there we're not just a marketing agency then I'll support people through business as well and give them any advice that I know and I think as a business owner um, it's easier to sell my products to the business owners because I know what's hard about it as well um, so I think because I, I care it and that comes across I think that's what's made me good at sales mm. um, and with regards to repeat business it's it isn't all about that i mean yes that's amazing for us um it's different in all of my companies one company would be 90 percent repeat business um the magazines almost pretty much 50 50 new and repeat the agency is quite it's a new side of it so it's all new business but people yeah. sign contracts with us 12 months so we get plenty of repeat as well and the main contractor um company the fm is all repeat business the main contracts one is probably 80% repeat business. So it is important, you've got to keep that rapport with your clients. You know, we've had clients on our books for eight years. Um, I've worked with people, somebody who advertised with me 10 years ago still advertises with me to, to That's this great. So You've just got to look after people. It's the, it's the far easier sell. If you know somebody that trusts you, you've got the contact details, you've got the rapport, it's easier to upsell than fresh sell, but mm. you've, got to, you've got to know what you're doing for it to be able to do that. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so what makes you tick? So what motivates you? Is it money? Is it... Um, name what is it oh it's um it's the fear of failure to be honest as depressing as that is i mean i love money and i love i love shoes um so that's a bonus but it's it's this fear of now i've got where i've got and my children have become accustomed to a lifestyle that they've got the thought of them ever be having a childhood like mine where they have to queue up for school Mm. uniforms is um i just couldn't do it there's, there's just not there's no way there's no way that i could that yeah. i could do that so okay. it's 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 the fear of failure that keeps me plodding on oh god yeah no none of us want to fail but um but i guess with business it is sort of the risk part the way you maybe afraid of failure but that you that you shouldn't stop let that stop you from kind of doing the stuff that you need to do whether it's business or whatever whatever you want to do okay cool this is one last question but this is not business related i'm just curious i'm asking all the people so i'm gonna ask you as well michaela what is the meaning of life (laughs) is that a serious question that's a serious question because i get really interesting answers i'm curious to see what you have to say what is the meaning of life so great we've got you've got businesses and stuff you're doing what is what is the meaning of life so obviously I was doing religion at uh, university and I'm quite, a, I'd like to think of myself as a spiritual person. Um, and this is going to make me sound fucking insane. Excuse <laughs> my French, please leave it out. But I believe that, that we are either in purgatory or some kind of hell and this is a test. Hmm. And whatever, however we behave in whilst we're on earth now mm. will determine what happens to us in the afterlife i'm also an avid believer in aliens so i'm not necessarily saying this is god or mm. because i'm not sure where I, I sit on that anymore i used to be catholic but i'm not sure where i sit on that anymore um but i honestly believe that this is a test so i do as much as i can without sending like some kind of martyr to um 
to help our charities, to help yeah. our people and try and be a nice human so that if I am right in my thoughts, then I'm going to go to some higher learn. Oh, no, it doesn't sound crazy because you sound like me. So I'm not gonna... All right, <laughs> I believe in aliens too. And, uh, do you know what? Look, there's, if you look in like the sky, there's billions, billions, billions of galaxies, galaxy stars, and everything. It's, it's just not possible that there isn't anyone else. I'm not saying oh, that they've come here. I'm not saying all of that, but there is quite a lot of you know. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that we're just the only creatures out there. Even if it's like a German or, or like an organism out there, there's something out there. I mean, how can we say there's nothing? And actually, scientifically, it's a, um, people have proven, or scientists have proven, like statistically, it's impossible that there isn't. Like they aren't yeah, I've heard of that drug as well. I'm not like some huge drug. I've not had it, but I'm desperate to. It's called DMT, and it's it's like um it's like a an hallucinogenic. Is that how you say that word? Um, it's like a drug. Hallucinogenic. Hallucinogenic. Yeah, is that it? And um, it's just it's from a plant extract, and but you actually have it in your own body as well. Our own body produces it, and um. I don't know if you smoke it or what you do with it, but you, anyway, you can go and have it and apparently everybody who's had it experiences the exact same thing, the, the exact same visions where it's like all, and there's basically aliens telling them to, to like come to them and then it, it makes you cross over into a third dimension. Is this and like this, a real drug? This is, yeah, this is a real drug. Yeah, honestly, every, you need to Google it. Um, what is it? What is it called? called DMT. DMT, and then, okay. Yeah. yeah and then, How do you know about this? It's from a podcast I listen to actually, Joe Rogan podcast, and he's always banging on about it. He's had it and he gets people on who's had it as well and they're all talking about the same thing and you can get, um, forget what they're called. It's, it's like, legal, right? It's legal. It's legal in some countries. Okay. It, it, what they're saying is it shouldn't be illegal because you can just extract it from a plant. So it's like cannabis, you know, how can a plant be bloody illegal? And yeah. it's actually in our body. Our bodies produce it as well. Um, so anyway, it's totally off the business subject, but I'm fascinated with all things like that. And that's what pushed me more into, um, into reading and looking into these things about aliens. I actually believe they've been here as well. But I do think, side note, I do think that this is, um, this is some kind of tech so yeah. just try and be a nice human being and even if i am wrong in what i'm saying yeah it's nice to people exactly. like, there's nothing you're not going to lose anything i guess you do have something to lose if you're not a nice human being and there is an afterlife and then you are screwed right so it you make absolute sense to me in terms of you've got nothing to lose so be a good be kind right guys be a good human first okay i'm not gonna um, keep you any longer just wanted to know what is next for you and your business what can we expect are you starting like more businesses or what can we what's in the pipeline no i'm continuing doing what i'm doing i've just um actually had the honor of becoming um an ambassador for something called the national federation of builders um which is a huge federation in the construction i world. saw that and, on your yeah on your social yeah media. they've asked me to represent women in construction so um really i want to my passion is to champion more women in the industry help retain women uh, help to support women because it, it is a tough industry at times to be in so um yeah that's my next move basically to be helping more women out in construction and continue what i'm doing hopefully get through this bloody pandemic and get on an holiday somewhere i think the end is in sight with the vaccine coming out are you going to be having the vaccine no, no. <laughs> just have to get that in and put that put that question up on my social media and i think is it 65 percent, 70 percent people saying they're not going to have the vaccine so so why um Would you I, mean, have I think i don't want to be the first to have it because i think with it seems to be rushed you know what i mean and a lot of I haven't read into it too much, but it just seems that um, vaccines take 
quite a few years of research to see the side effects. So I wouldn't want to have it in my body and then something else happens. You know what I mean? So I'm just not happy to be the first. I think at some point we're all going to have to have it because they're already saying you're not going to be allowed to travel. You're not going to be allowed to do X, Y, Z, you know, potentially. So if you don't have it, so I think they're going to put us in a situation where we're going to just say, okay, fine. Do you know what? We've got no other choice. So, but um, anyway, so thank you so much for coming on Candid with Lubna. It was great having you. No worries. Thank you, Lubna. Thank you. Hi guys, that was Michaela Wayne from The Apprentice. And wow, she's so amazing. She's got like multiple businesses. I think she's super, 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 super inspiration for other mothers out there. Um, other anyone out there, right? It doesn't matter whether you're a man or like male, female, but especially I think as a as a mother, you know, I, um, I think it can get quite tough, but I think she's quite inspirational in terms of like she's just going for it right and she's she's doing quite well so anyways i'm so grateful that she came onto the show and um just before she left we had like a one-on-one conversation it was really good found it really motivational very inspirational so do um, follow her on social media she's amazing and stay tuned to candid with libna